0: Hey guys, what's up? Um, I cannot believe that I am recording right now, and let me explain why. So, I am currently in my boyfriend's weight room recording this podcast episode because... You know, I decided that I wanted to record when I felt a calling on my heart, and I literally told Casey, I think, two hours ago. I just had this, like, sudden urge to record, and I was like, I'm recording tonight. Like, I know we're hanging out, but I'm recording, and the amazing supportive man that he is was like, yeah, okay, like, here's a beer. Go in my weight room. It's nice and quiet in there, because there's fireworks right now. It's July 3rd, but, you know, Floridians, we... We like to party early, Um, but I'm in his weight room right now. I have a modello in my hand, and there are a lot of things that I want to talk about, and I don't know if it's going to be a long or a short episode, but I have been wanting to talk about this topic for so, so long, and I didn't feel like I was ready or like I had enough experience or that it was the right time until recently, and I almost didn't do it today, but realizing that I'm never going to fully be okay is what prompted this, because I can't be fucking perfect to talk about this topic. I have to just talk about it in the now and fucking deal with it in the now, and I really want to use this episode as therapy for me, because it has been more prevalent lately, and I will get into that, but before we start today, I would like to say thank you guys so much for the support. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> thank you. I, I wasn't expecting this. This is like out of nowhere, and it's been a slow and gradual since March, but it that's exactly how I wanted it to be. I didn't want it to blow up immediately and then die off. I've been wanting to build a community slow and steadily, and I hope the audio is good, guys. I don't. (laughs) Let me explain to you the setup right now. I am chilling in a beanbag sort of lounge chair. I don't. It's not beanbag. I don't know what it is, but it's like beanbag shaped. And I'm like sitting cross legged with my feet hanging off the chair with a beer in my hand, just ready to ramble. Anyway, though, thank you guys. Thank you for all the DMs, all the messages, all the support i answer every single one of you and i'm willing to help every single one of you and that is the point of this podcast is to connect with people to create a community to create a loving space to grow as individuals because i mean that's what life is about in my opinion but um yeah i'm chilling holding a beer i just want to talk as if i'm talking to a friend on the phone because that's my favorite way to record no plan No organization, just an idea and allowing divinity, allowing my higher self to speak through me, allowing my words to just flow and not being anxious about every little fucking thing that I say. So before we get into the topic today, I want to just give a little update. I know I've been gone for about three weeks. It'll be three weeks tomorrow. Hold on, let me take a sip of my beer. Um <laughs> it'll be 3 weeks tomorrow and uh I promise you that I've been wanting to record like I really have and then I'm not going to make excuses I've been wanting to but in the moments that I wanted to I was either like working or I was at the gym or I was doing paperwork for the Air Force or I don't know whatever just honestly I'm just kind of rationalizing my not laziness because i'm a busy motherfucker but like i don't know i just was waiting for the right moment you know so here i am in my boyfriend's gym (laughs) dalton's gym (laughs) sitting in a chair cross-legged with a beer in hand and today's topic is gonna be heavy so before i do get into it I need to give a trigger warning and I know it's annoying to say, but when you've dealt with this, it hits home and I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to bring up any emotions that they're not ready to deal with. So if you don't want to hear about eating disorders, body dysmorphia, exercise addiction, and relationships with food and childhood trauma, and how that all wraps into one big package, I suggest you click off now, Um, but if you want to hear it out and you want to listen and you want to hear my experience and what I've learned and what I am learning, then feel free to listen. I don't know how I'm going to start this and I haven't even checked to see if the audio sounds great yet. I just don't want to cut myself off constantly to see if the audio sounds alright, lose my flow, and then not feel motivated to record anymore. So, where do we even start, guys? Like, where where do we even start? So, I'll say that I recently got a message from a listener who really opened up to me. And that shit means so much to me. By the way, please DM me at hannah.horn on Instagram if you really need to speak to someone. If you feel like you're alone, please reach out. I am here. I am ready to give you all the love, all the support, and we can become a little family. So she messaged me, just told me she resonated, and um, she felt lost and unmotivated, and she was asking for tips and whatever, and that really got me excited to record today because this topic has been heavy on my mind, like I said. So let's start all the way back from the very beginning. When I was a child, um, my mother, whether she realized it or not, she did the best that she could. And this is not to jab at my mom or my dad at all. I have the most amazing parents in the world. I love them with all my heart and they are only human beings, okay? And they love me to the best of their ability and they parented me to the best of their ability And what I have to do is take the good from them, learn, and the bad, and parent my children, you know? So, also the air conditioning just turned on. I don't know if you heard that or not, but that's what that was. So, my whole life, my mom and my dad have been very health conscious, and they still are. Fitness-related, nutrition-related, physique-related... Uh, spiritually related just they're all about being healthy um so my mom god where do i even start with this <laughs> i don't even know where to start with this so my mom since i was like little since i can fucking remember has instilled in my head that you know sugar is bad processed carbs are bad um a lot of dairy is bad oh which i do agree with just because i have an allergy but Anyway, she basically instilled that, you know, health, good and bad food sort of mindset. So, you know, even in the fifth grade, if I saw a cupcake versus an apple, I mean, obviously, I'm 10 years old. I'm going to pick the fucking cupcake. But in my mind, cupcake is going to cupcake equals fat. Apple equals skinny, you know, like just that very unhealthy. Just that an unhealthy ass mindset for a child, A child that should be able to enjoy a sugary piece of deliciousness and not have to worry about packing pounds or running to the bathroom to go check if her stomach is a little bit bloated or just constantly being body conscious. I I shouldn't have to, nobody should have to worry about that at such a young age and I'm sorry if I get emotional today. I literally have had two sips of beer, I'm not like that much of a lightweight. This topic is just very intense for me. It's the most um, passionate thing for me, and that's why I want to pursue a degree in health and science and nutrition and help people with eating disorders in any, any way that I can. It is the biggest passion of my life. Anyway, so going in to... So my mom basically told me my whole life, like, you know, you're just genetically bigger, and it's true. I have bigger thighs. I have a bigger ass, you know, like a lot of my weight and I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, like I'm not gonna complain about this. But when I'm eight years old and I'm running around the soccer field and all these girls have all these tiny skinny legs, and I come home and I look at my mom and I'm like, like why do my legs look like this? Why do I look like this? And I look at the photos of myself and those sports pictures next to the other thin girls and i compare myself when i shouldn't i don't know why (laughs) i just have always been like this just constantly belittling my body since a very young age and it's not to say that's entirely my parents fault um i definitely grew up on you know when social media was first coming into fruition and um tv was really promoting those victoria's secret uh, bodies and the uh what else the beach body stuff workout stuff i saw that on tv a lot like i vividly remember those those plans and those diet meals or like you'd go into a grocery store and this has been around since like the 80s but you go into a grocery store and it's like oh quick fix uh lose 20 pounds in 10 days like no come on fuck off losing 20 pounds should take you If you are at a moderate average weight, losing 20 pounds should take you like five to six months. Let's be real. And keeping it off. Um, So, you know, grew up just really warped body image. I didn't think too much of it, but I knew I was bigger. Like, I always knew. I was aware that my face was chubbier. I was aware my thighs were thicker. I was aware that I had an ass at 10 years old. I was aware that I was Miss Thickums. And um, so my mom... One day was like, you know, maybe you'll hit a growth spurt in the 6th grade and you'll lose a bunch of weight. So she got me all excited that this was going to happen to me, that I was finally going to be skinny. And lo and behold, she was right. I turn 11 years old and as that year passes, I lose a fuck ton of weight. I don't remember if I was dieting or if I was just hanging out with friends or I just wasn't... I think I was becoming more health conscious, so for example bless my mother's heart (laughs) bless my mother's heart for example she would be like i would want to get a spicy chicken sandwich at chick-fil-a she would be like okay you can have that but why don't you take off the top bun so you save yourself some calories you know like you shouldn't be saying that to an 11 year old I love you, mom, if you're listening. I love you so, so much, okay? You were doing the best that you can. This is how you were raised. I understand. Um, or she would be like, take off both buns and have it with fries. You know, save yourself the carbs. Like, I should not be thinking that at sixth, in the sixth grade. I should not be, that should not be running through my mind. I should be able to have a Coke, my sandwich, and fries, and not even fucking think twice. But no. When I would go out with friends, it was quite obvious. My friends thought I was a little weird. Um, You know, I would take the bun off of foods or I wouldn't eat the fries or I would only eat sauces like hot sauce and ketchup because barbecue sauce, honey mustard, um, Chick-fil-A sauce had too much sugar, too much calories. Ridiculous, right? Literally fucking ridiculous. Um, But yeah, that's how I grew up. Uh, Sixth grade, I was thin seventh grade I was thin and that was because I decided to do cross country um and soccer I was I was doing sports in the sixth and the seventh grade and then eighth grade rolls around and I became more obsessed with being social I had my first boyfriend and I packed weight on again it was now looking back I was not fat at all I was just thicker as I should like as I should be I'm just genetically that way um let me let me take a sip of my beer so i can calm down i'm just running through the timeline i just want people to be able to resonate to connect to understand that you're not fucking alone in this ridiculous world of dieting diet culture body dysmorphia and social media it is such a real fucking thing and i'm tired of people belittling it because it ruins people it ruins people when they don't fix it and it ruins people when they don't do anything about it Give me a second. Let me take a sip of my beer. So, um, in the eighth grade, I put... I don't know if... I feel like my boyfriend's about to come in. Um, I don't know. He's playing video games right now. <laughs> if that goes to show our relationship. Like, we're literally in the same house. I love him to death. I love him so much. But we're just really independent. And it's literally like I'm dating myself sometimes. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry. I decided to do dance as well. I was still a little bit heavier because, you know, the dance team at my middle school wasn't anything excessive. It was like maybe an hour after school a day. Wasn't crazy workouts. Wasn't a lot of running. It was just very basic dancing. Oh, nice. Beer makes me burp for some reason. I don't like to drink beer too often, but... Every once in a while, I have one. You know, you would never catch me drinking a beer three years ago because beers are so fattening. I cannot with myself. Like, just let me get into it, bro. Just let me fucking get into it. I feel like I'm on the phone with a friend right now. So, eighth grade, yada, yada. Ninth grade, still a little bit heavier. I look back on the photos of me. I was not fat, but this is when I really started trying to diet. I wasn't working out, but I definitely was starting to count calories. I wasn't eating dairy anymore. Reason being, I quit dairy because of acne. Um, I just struggle with acne. It's just like in my dad's side of the family, genetically, we we just deal with acne. And I I knew for a fact that dairy was one of the main causes. So I cut that out of my life. I still don't eat dairy at all. That is a personal choice. I really don't want anyone to want to mirror that or image that. If dairy does not bother your stomach, if dairy doesn't bother your skin, if it doesn't bother your mindset, doesn't make your throat all phlegmy and gross, it's okay to eat it, guys. Like, I just... My body literally reacts so horribly. Like, even as a baby, my mom told me that she'd try to give me formula and I would reject it. I only wanted breast milk. So... If that goes to show you anything, it's like it's not a diet thing, it's just a genuine choice. Um so where where was I? Ninth grade, yeah. Dieting. Um I yeah, I stopped going to social events because going out to eat pizza with friends would set me back, or going out to McDonald's would set me back, or I don't know, having a slice of cake or whatever. I just like, I literally could not enjoy quote unquote bad food without thinking about it or guilt tripping myself for the rest of the day or the rest of the night and wanting to constantly try to reverse it with this super clean, healthy diet. Like, it's just not realistic. And that's why I want to talk about this because I was starting to fall back into those habits recently and as crazy as that is, it's it's because I want to look a certain way again, and I really need to pull myself out of that before I get too deep. So ninth grade, fine. I transfer high schools middle of my ninth grade year. Um, I don't want to talk exact numbers on the scale. I know what they were, but as I went into 10th grade, I put on about five pounds, 10 pounds, and as a five three girl hispanic latina it's obvious like i promise you five pounds is noticeable on me like 100 percent, you can see it in my face you can see it in my ass it's it's all there it's fine but yeah i put on weight and then i decided to join the cross country team guys this is just the tip of the iceberg like i'm just trying to explain to you that i've kind of always since i was literally eight years old been aware that i am Not naturally thin that I am I gain weight easily that my mother struggles with the same thing that my father as well struggles with the same thing that I have been dealing with this since childhood and I don't want to bring this on to my kids at all so it's basically I'm trying to break a generational curse so um gotten to 10th grade. I did cross country. I loved it. I really did. My relationship with cross country in 10th grade was amazing. As much as I fucking hated running sometimes at 3pm in August and September in Florida heat, because it's summer year round here, let's be real. I, I loved the relationships that I made with people. I loved the connections I made with people. I loved the friends. I loved the endorphins and soon i started to see a difference in my body and this is where things got very tricky so you know in high school it's like all a look fest basically like you at least for me i always was just trying to look good which makes no sense because i probably didn't even look at that good i was just so like aware of what i look like and not focusing so much on my schoolwork as sad as that sounds I still got good grades, but I feel like if I put more attention and time into my schoolwork and less uh, attention to what people thought of me, I would be a lot better off now. Um, But, you know, we all have to reach certain points in our life when we need to and we can't rush them. So this is just how time has laid things out for me and I accept it and I embrace it and I love it. And I trust that divinity is guiding me in the right direction and that my higher self is growing to the best of her ability. So did cross country. Well, I'm gonna take another sip of my beer. I know I keep stopping, but I literally have had like the top, not even a quarter yet. And I don't wanna hold a warm beer. So give me a second. So this is where things got a little tricky. So as the season was starting to end for cross country, I knew that I wanted to do varsity next year for junior year. I did junior varsity my sophomore year because I literally just started. Um, I was running, I started with a 30 minute 5k, which is 3.1 miles. And I finished the season with 25 minutes on my 5k time, which Is not good if you're trying to run varsity, that's horrible. You will not make varsity. So, I was running 3.1 miles in 25 minutes or a little less, and I knew that if I worked on it, I could make it to varsity by next season. But I also knew that a lot of these kids didn't run when season ended. I don't know how they fucking did it, but they would just pick it right back up when they came back to school the next year for season. I don't know how that works or how that makes sense, but if I didn't run for the next eight to nine months and then just try to start again for summer conditioning, I would have been right back where I started at 30 minutes and have to work my way back up, and I just didn't want to fucking do that shit. So I don't know if any of you know who this is, but there is an influencer called, and her name on Instagram and YouTube is Sarah's underscore Day uh she prompted my entire and it's not her fault like she was such an inspiration in the beginning it's me with my um addictive personality that made it spiral out of control so sarah's day is a influencer and i started following her around 2017ish yeah and she ate paleo so she ate very low carb, very high protein, um a lot of veggies, but and which is really good and that's how I strive to eat right now, but it's the relationship with the food. And so it became to the point that when I would go out to dinner with family, um you know, I would always get like the cleanest healthiest option. And I felt good about it in the beginning. Like, don't get me wrong. I felt really good about it. I saw the results. She was my inspiration. Um, and then I found out she was dropping an ebook. And this is where shit got real. So, as season was ending, I was like, oh, I can do her eight week ebook to keep working out. Because I didn't really know a lot about working out at the time. I still cannot believe that this is three years ago. Like, it baffles my mind <laughs> because I've been working out for three to four years. And I know so much now, but in the beginning, I knew absolutely jack shit. Um, So she taught me a lot from the very beginning, but I wanted to look like her. I wanted long, lean, thin legs, shredded abs, really toned arms, and a tight ass. Like, that's what I wanted. That was my goals at the time. And I was going to get it. And by goddamn, knowing me, I'm going to get that shit. If I want it, I'm going to get it. So... Yep. (laughs) I'm cringing thinking about this right now because we're about to get into it, folks. And we're already at 23 minutes. So, God, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I really just need to get this shit off my chest because if I don't, even if nobody fucking listens, this is my therapy session. And I, I hope I'm helping in any way possible. But my higher self is really calling me to speak out this pain, this emotional baggage so that I don't hold on to it any longer and let it fester. Okay, so started the ebook. Um it went well. Um and it was very basic. It was very good. It it guided me um along a good track of um if you know what hit workouts are called, they're high intensity Interval training. So basically, it's a lot of cardio in a short amount of time. So basically, you're trying to burn as much calories within 15 to 20 minutes at a time. Um, and they're really effective and they're really good when you're consistent with them. So I started with that. And then I suddenly started realizing oh, I need to run if I want to do varsity next year. Oh my God. I might have to edit that out. If I don't, um, whatever. This fucking beer, bro, it makes me burp. It's disgusting. But, you know, it's life. It is what it is. So, yeah, I started running on top of the ebook, which is still fine. It's fine. Like I said, all of this is okay. It's the relationship I started to build. I just took the, um,. I forgot what it's called. I don't know what it's called. The thing that uh opens cans. Am I an idiot for not knowing that what that is? You guys can laugh at me, alright? You can snicker at yourself whenever you're wherever you're listening to this. You can uh laugh all you fucking want. I literally have not even drank half and I feel the alcohol. This is ridiculous. Such a lightweight. Um so where was I? Fuck, bro, this is so messy. I'm so sorry. So started running, did all this cardio. I'm going to speed this up for y'all. I'm really sorry. Um, and then I started seeing results. About three weeks in, I really started leaning down tremendously. And I was also dieting at the same time. I was really trying to eat 1,200 calories a day. And now looking back, that's ridiculous. That's how much a toddler should be eating a day. Not to mention I was working out three hours every single fucking day, six days a week. Um, so there's, Let's just say I was probably eating in total with calories burned, 700 to 800 calories a day, and thinking that I was going to be fine. Not the case at all. It catches up to you, just so you know. It doesn't last at all. Your body will throw itself into shock and put you in starvation mode. And this is where shit gets real, guys. This is, we're only at the tip of the iceberg. We're at literally, we're still at the tip of the iceberg. We're at exercise addiction. And um, that's where shit starts to spiral. So people started noticing. And that's the pinnacle of me really becoming obsessed is when I started getting attention from other people When people would come up to me and be like, oh, did you lose weight? You look so good. Oh, you look so skinny. Oh my God, keep it up. Like all those things people were saying to me in the moment felt really good. But I didn't realize was feeding my eating disorder, was feeding my exercise addiction, was feeding all these horrible, horrible behaviors that I thought were healthy but they're not because I was restricting myself from being social. I was restricting myself from having relationships with people. I literally was not going out anymore because I had to work out. It's fucking sucks to say that, but I would not hang out with people because working out was more important to me. And yes, I am still that way now, but I still make time for the people that I love. And it wasn't just the working out. I wouldn't even go out with people because I knew that the places they wanted to eat at, the places they wanted to go to wouldn't have, you know, um, foods that were in my calorie range or foods that were, quote-unquote, healthy enough for me or good enough for me or whatever. I just literally would not let in- myself enjoy the 3D human experience that is life. That sometimes we just need to <sighs> take a part in and not be so fucking hard on ourselves. So... Yeah, I became really restrictive, really obsessed. I loved the compliments I was getting from people. And I, I literally got to the point that I'd wake up. Um, I would log everything that I was going to eat that day into my calorie tracker. Guys, please do not copy this behavior. It is so fucking unhealthy and it will not last. That's all I have to say. It will never last. Your body will come to a point that it will fucking yell at you. And it'll make you change it, whether you like it or not, you will have to change it um so it became very restrictive, so I'd wake up, I would log in whatever my one boiled egg in the morning and my one egg white, oh wow, eighty calories, Hannah good job like are you are you ridiculous i and then I wouldn't eat all day, and then I'd have like a two hundred calorie bar in the middle of the day at school, and then I'd go home and then i'd track like a 300 calorie protein smoothie and then i would specifically wait 2 hours so my stomach could flatten out and i would look skinny for the gym and then i would go to the gym for 3 hours at a time do my cardio and my 8 week ebook situation mind you the ebook the 8 week ebook had already ended but i was so obsessed and i didn't want to lose my body that i continued to do the 8 week ebook the eight weeks, like, and on, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't start from week one again. I did the eight-week program every single fucking week for months until the point that obviously I got sick of it and I started adding more exercises, but it was still consistent. It was still three hours every single day. It was still a lot of HIT training sessions, and it was came to the point that I didn't enjoy it. I would wake up, go to school, and already be dreading my workout at the end of the day. But because I was so wrapped up in it and so sucked up in that mindset, I felt like I couldn't get out of it. And I knew that if I didn't work out, then I would beat myself up for the rest of the day. And that's where things get fucking sad and things get fucking tricky. Um, so the depression... I had someone say to me recently, and I actually don't agree with this um but to each their own someone told me that you are not depressed unless you can't get out of bed you can't brush your teeth you can't take a shower you can't talk to anyone and you can't put a smile on your face and i don't believe that at all i really believe there are a lot of depressed people in this world who do take care of themselves who really do put a smile on their face who really show up to work every single day because they got to suck that shit up and make life work for them because they have other people in their life to take care of other people in their life to please and they're not worried about other people they're worried about i mean they're not worried about themselves they're worried about other people around them because they're fucking people pleasers i mean a lot of us are so where are we getting into this now um it became to the point that yeah i was still tracking my calories But even when I was tracking my calories from the very beginning, I made sure to eat. Now I was getting to the point that on top of working out, I was trying not to eat. So I would skip breakfast. I'd skip lunch. I'd still have my smoothie workout. And then I'd have, I think I would have like two eggs and egg white and like a quarter of a sweet potato for dinner. Um... And mind you, that's not enough calories at all. I was probably burning it all off. I was maybe now eating about 300 to 400 calories a day. Um, And I dropped the weight. I did. Like, let's be real. I look back on the photos and I've got bones, like, sticking out of my body. But to everybody else, I looked, quote, unquote, normal. But my body was fucking sick. I'm not genetically meant to be like that. I am a strong girl. And I have muscle. And I have fat. And I'm just... When I eat normal, I look the way that I do now. I have thick thighs. I got a big ass. Like, I can still, it's hard to explain. (laughs) I can still function when I'm, you know, 20 pounds less than I am now, but I literally feel like I'm running on 5%. And I got so comfortable with feeling so lethargic and tired and starving myself all day that I forgot what it felt like to be healthy. I forgot what it felt like to be happy. But all the comments that I was getting from people being like, oh, you're looking really skinny. Oh, you're looking really fit. Even my teacher pulling me aside one day out of concern motivated me to keep going because it was working, you know? And that's, fuck, that's horrible. Like she literally was doing it because she cared about me. And I saw that as... Oh, she sees how much weight I've lost. It really must be working. I should keep this up. Um, I would walk faster to burn more calories, or I'd park farther away from buildings to burn more calories. There's a fine line between healthy living and disordered living. Very, very, very fine line. I'm taking another sip of this beer, by the way. Mmm. Mmm oof, ugh, I didn't swallow that one right, ew, nasty, I'm not, don't get mad at me, I'm not a big fan of Modelo's, I really like, like, Jaeger's, so those are really good, and, uh, I had a Corona with lime the other night, it was okay, It's pretty good, um, it was a sip of my mother's, by the way, I'm not drinking beer all that often, um, I was also doing hot yoga, so this was my routine guys for probably four months before my body. This is where my eating disorder sort of really really got bad um I was wake up in the morning, I would run two to three miles, then I would do a fifteen minute hit workout, and then I would go to my uh the hot yoga studio that I worked at at the time when I was fifteen. And I would do an hour class. I still hadn't had any food in my system guys. It was probably about eleven a m and I still hadn't had any food. I was running on pure coffee and water and thinking I was okay and wondering why I was so fucking tired. um do hot yoga, and then I would make sure not to eat all the way until six p m Looking back now, I don't know how I did it. There's no way if I get hungry nowadays, I make sure I eat like when was it like two hours ago i was over here at casey's house and i left to go home to go get food like he has food but i there was <laughs> there's more food at my house like I'm, I'm gonna fucking eat i'm not going to not eat because i want to be skinny like are you joking me Ugh, god such a nasty mentality and it doesn't even make sense it doesn't even add up it's because of social media and um diet culture this is a really messy episode, by the way, and I can't believe I'm already at 36 minutes. I feel like my boyfriend's gonna barge here any second now and be like, yo, it's time to go. I need to wrap this up soon, though. And we're not even, like, halfway through. <laughs> um, Kudos to you if you're still listening, though. Like, I really appreciate it. I I hope that you're... feel like you're talking to a friend in a room. So... Yeah, uh... One day, I don't remember exactly what day it was. Oh, actually, yes, I do. So we went to Disney by the end of that summer. And, guys, it... God. Oh, my gosh. Looking back now, this is so bad. I don't know why my parents let me do this. Before we would go to the park in the morning, I would get up at 7 a.m. because my dad wanted to get on the shuttle at 10. I'd get up at 7 a.m. I'd go run three, four, five miles... And then i do my workout. And I purposely would not eat. And then I would go walk around the park all day and feel fucking faint. Um, and then I remember it was the second to last day of the trip. I, for the first time in my life, experienced a binge. And I don't know if you guys know. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting emotional. Oh, my God. I'm getting emotional. Oh. I don't know if you know what a binge is. Oh my god, (laughs) fuck. I'm literally talking about food. Um, I don't know if you know what a binge is, but a binge is when you... Basically, your body goes into starvation mode and you feel like you can't stop eating. Like, uncontrollably eating to the point that you either feel nauseous and you're gonna throw up or your stomach is bloated like, like you look pregnant. And, um... I feel like my boyfriend's gonna walk in hold on let me open the door no he's probably still playing video games um yeah so I experienced my first binge and the saddest part is is I did it when everybody was asleep I waited for my friend to fall asleep I waited for my parents to fall asleep my siblings to fall asleep and I snuck down in the kitchen and I literally was like hiding in either the bathroom or the closet and just eating and eating and eating. And I was so, so confused and I was angry and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I was just like, why am I so hungry? Why? Why? And I, and I had, you know, a sugar crash and passed out. And then, you know, you wake up and you're bloated and you don't feel right. And, um... I felt very heavy, very nauseous, very ashamed. Above all, I felt ashamed of myself. And this is where the guilt tripping becomes very unhealthy. And um, guys, I'm, I'm really just explaining my experience so that we can backtrack and realize how ridiculous this is and how you need to understand that behaviors like this are not okay so that you can stop them early on and really work on using affirmations and meditation and rewiring your thoughts to avoid situations like this manifesting themselves into your children's lives and your your children's children's lives and so on um or into the people's uh around you like you don't want people to look at you and copy your behavior because you inspire them you know it's it's fucked up a lot of these social media people <laughs> not saying social media people influencers um, have very unhealthy relationships with food and diet and exercise, and they promote these very unhealthy lifestyles. But on the front page, you know, it looks healthy and it looks right, but it leads down to a dark, dark, dark road. Um, and that's why, in my opinion, building a relationship with exercise and building a relationship with food, as silly as that sounds, if you do come from a eating disorder background or people in your past, whether it's parents or siblings have had eating disorders before and you see it. In my opinion, rewiring that relationship is what allows you to overcome it. Um, and it's not easy, guys. It's been a probably two and a half year process for me and I'm still fucking up. I'm still slipping up and I'm getting my, I'm getting my ass back up and I'm moving forward because that's all I can do. As ridiculous as this sounds, and if you know me and you don't know this about me, um, and this is like shocking to you, I'm really sorry, but this is a part of who I am, and I'm not ashamed of it. And it has allowed me to be who I am today, and the reason that I am so strong, and the reason that I am, not am, but wanting to, and have such a desire to help people, but anyway... Um, My first binge and I was ashamed and talked to anyone for a while about it and I finally came to my mom. I think it was like a month later I was having these binges off and on and it's really just a result of starvation mode and your body feeling like it's not getting enough nutrients in its day. So it kind of becomes like this animal like brain that takes over and makes you feel uncontrollably hungry and you crave sugar and processed foods and and it's also from restriction too oh, telling yourself that you're not allowed to have something especially as a teenager oh my gosh wow that's an unhealthy mix you're going to just want it 10 times more like it's that same way with alcohol when you're like 16 like when your parents tell you you can't have alcohol or you can't smoke pot or whatever you know you you want to do it so much more. It's inevitable. It's We all have that rebellious side in us. Um, whether that comes out in sneaking out or hang, hanging out with, I don't know, boys or girls or partaking in sex at a really young age. Feeling restricted um, can really cause you to lash out. And I, my mom has always allowed me to do things and be open and you know i just had a drink with her the other night but it's coming from a safe loving space it's not like you aren't allowed to do this this and this it's just you need to experience these things in moderation so that you understand and you don't go overboard when i'm not around basically that's how she words it so gosh guys um Trigger warning again, we're getting into bulimia, um, and if you don't know what bulimia is, it is when you purge, whether that's through exercise or laxatives or um, throwing up, forcing yourself to throw up from food. Um, for me, it was exercise and throwing up, um, but everyone experiences it differently, so backtracking, um, it was exercise addiction from the very beginning. Then it became body dysmorphia. Then it became orthorexia. Orthorexia is when you are very fixated on calories and the food you eat and eating super clean and being perfect with your diet and nutrition. So I was struggling with orthorexia. And then I was struggling with binge eating. And then I saw myself gaining weight from the binge eating. And um, so I started throwing up and purging. And this sucks to say, but I didn't even know purging was a thing until I watched Glee in, like, the seventh grade. I had remembered that in one of these episodes, the girls were, you know, what they call them, like, your friends or something. Like, the two fingers that you stick to the back of your throat. Um, sorry, guys, for being really graphic, but, you know, this is real life. Um, sticking your fingers to the back of your throat, and I remembered that one day. And I don't remember the first time I ever threw up. I, I can't recall. But I remember I felt extremely hungry right after. My stomach felt flat and empty. And um, I basically got like this rush from it that only lasts about. Oh, <laughs> I only have the maximum recording time for segment is 60 minutes. All right, we're going to have to make sure that I hit this at 60 minutes then. Um So yeah, I started throwing up and obviously I don't want to get into too much detail but this was a manifestation um, and a deeper rooted problem of me not loving myself enough and not accepting myself enough and having harmful thoughts and harmful self-talk and really not letting myself just be who I am. Because I wanted someone in my life to want me so bad. And I wanted to please them so badly that I thought that shrinking myself down to the smallest size possible would make them realize or notice me or love me. When in reality, that's not the fucking case. They never loved me from the very beginning. And that was a hard truth that I have, not recently, but within the past year or so, really come to realize that these these behaviors that somewhat seem ridiculous, whether that's cutting yourself, whether that's an eating disorder, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, it's really rooted from a deeper issue. Um, And that can be childhood trauma, that can be parental abuse, that can be um, a lack of self-worth within yourself, you know, it's just this is what I'm basically trying to get at. When you see behaviors like this manifesting themselves into your life, like I am right now, I'm noticing that I'm becoming more fixated on my food, that I'm feeling guilty after I eat so-and-so, or I want to work out extra hard because I felt like I ate a little bit more. Being aware that I'm starting to act like that again um, allows me to take a step back and realize that there's something deeper going on, that it's not... The food and the exercise itself, but it's something emotional and it's something or hormonal or lack of sleep or um, lack of communication within a relationship or um, lack of worth within myself or just not being able to be seen. You know, it's it's something deeper than the actual food and exercise and the drugs itself. It's much, much deeper and when we can realize that, it's so much easier to overcome these, these surface-level issues that we think are the main problem, when in reality, it's actually just rewiring our thoughts. And so the bulimia, yes, I went to therapy. This lasted probably six to seven months. The last time that I relapsed was maybe about three months ago or so. And, uh, you know, picked myself right back up, move forward, and I haven't done it since. I'm being really blunt right now, um, and, uh, I don't even know if I want to post this, I I hope I do, I really hope I do, um, and then it was to the point that I almost sought, um, medical help, and it became enough, I've spoke on this in the last episode, my mom basically just was like, enough is enough, I'm fucking over this, like, I'm tired of you pitting yourself, um, you're the only one that's going to be able to fix this for you. You're the only one that's going to be able to work on this for you. You need to talk to God. You need to step into divinity. You need to create a relationship with um, your higher self again because you've really lost yourself in these surface-level issues and these surface-level problems. My mom just basically was going off on me, not yelling, but just being brutally honest and saying what I needed to hear. Um, as much as it hurt my ego, it really unlocked my higher self again. And so... Um, ever since then i've really just been trying to rewire the way that i speak to myself and retrain my relationship with food and i can do a whole other episode on how i've recovered and the growth that i've made from my recovery but today was really just about getting the timeline off my chest and helping you realize that you're not alone um And that silly shit like this is really just a manifestation of a deeper issue that you might not even be aware of, that subconscious that has been um, growing over time. And for me, it was not loving myself. And not loving myself was stemming from um, social media. uh, What else? Comparing myself. Not catching myself when I would have negative self-talk. So, for example, if I were to say something nasty about myself, like, oh, I'm looking fat, two, three years ago, I would have allowed that thought to play on repeat over and over and over and over again. But now, if anything negative like that comes up, I immediately speak back because I'm rewiring my brain. And I don't get thoughts like that ever, like, anymore just because I have retrained my brain so much that I'm subconsciously feeding myself affirmations like, I love myself, I am hardworking, I am resilient, I am strong, I am independent, I am growing, I am capable, I am determined, so on and so on. I have just really instilled these affirmations in myself so that I truly, truly believe that I'm capable of them. Um... I don't know what else I want to speak on, um, but I just want you to know that I've been through it, like, hell and back, like, with this shit, just every single one of them, like I said, um, body dysmorphia, uh, exercise addiction, eating disorder, orthorexia, oh, I forgot to talk about the anorexia, yeah, uh, The anorexia kind of slipped into that when I was at my lowest weight. Um, Well, 30 pounds less than I am right now. Um, And I thought that I looked good. So I've been, I don't want to get into detail with all these shits, but it's just like I've experienced every single one of them. And if you are going through any of this, reach out to me. I'm more than willing to give you any advice or any help that I can give you. But forcing myself, not forcing myself, but Allowing myself to have breakfast, allowing myself to have lunch, allowing myself to have a slice of pizza, allowing myself to, I don't know, have the whole cookie and not the half and uh, what else was deleting the calorie app, not paying attention to the amount of calories I burned, changing my relationship with exercise by doing it out of a place of love and wanting to be more mobile and agile and strong and not skinny. Basically, at the end of the day, changing my mindset from constantly focusing and fixating on being skinny to being strong, healthy, glowing, and beautiful. I've really changed my um, goals, and that's, that was when things really turned around for me, when I stopped living for other people and stopped living for other people's opinions and stopped caring about what other people fucking thought of me and only started living for myself not selfishly but wanting to look good for me and wanting to work out for me and dancing in the mirror in the gym and wearing cute workout clothes for me nobody else but me and cooking myself dinner and eating the foods that I love and eating healthy for me because I want to feel good not because I want to look a certain way for anybody else around me um I do need to stop this, though, because it's been 53 minutes. I was literally expecting to only do, like, a 20-minute episode, and me and my boyfriend need to go to the store. <laughs> it's so late. Um, I don't really celebrate 4th of July. Like, I do a typical American fireworks, a little bit of alcohol, maybe sit by the pool, hang out with friends with some music. I'm not, like, that patriotic, but I, you know, it's a, it's a thing around here. We, we celebrate 4th of July, so... Um, if you celebrate Fourth of July, happy early Fourth of July. Uh if you're still listening to this, I appreciate it. Um, reach out to me at Hannah.horn on Instagram or at Hannah 111 on Snapchat. Um I just I appreciate you guys with all my heart. I didn't even drink half my beer. I just really got into this shit and I don't know what I sounded like or if it was even helpful, but I really needed to get this off my chest because I needed to remind myself how fucking silly this is. Not silly, but how surface level this is and how this is a deeper issue of me wanting to look a certain way so that other people will give me validation that I need to find within myself. Um, So I love you all. I'm going to go look at some fireworks and hang out with my boyfriend that I have brought up like five times, but I love that boy with all my heart um live for you. I think that's what I want to end this with today's. Live for you and nobody else. Yes. It's good to be kind always. It's good to be giving, it's good to be generous. It's good to um be empathetic and sympathetic and charismatic and compassionate. But when you are making those future lifestyle choices, whether that's um, through your nutrition or through your exercise or through your spiritual growth or um, if you are religious in your religion, do it for you and nobody else because at the end of the day, you should want to be the best version of yourself. That's what makes me excited for life and that's what I told a listener recently when she asked me what my motivation is to be better is just being the best version of myself because we're all capable of being gods and goddesses of this world and uh, I don't know I'm just really happy with this community that we've created and I'm so happy that I actually have listeners and people that really resonate and I love you all with all my heart I just saw 555 so I think I'm gonna end this here I'll see you in the next episode whenever that may be much love